What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jets stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and as always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Connor Sheeran. Connor, how we doing on this fantastic Tuesday before Thanksgiving? Jesse, I'm doing all right. You know, short week. You know, Thanksgiving coming up. Even it's a very strange, weird Thanksgiving coming up. But at the end of the day, we still get to watch some football. And, and we still get to eat some food. And we so, don't have to, and we don't have to watch the Jets. We don't have to watch the Jets. We can we can wait. That's the end of the week. Yeah. And you know, Thursday as <laughs> COVID some, Thanksgiving is, is some Jets weird, podcast. This we'll, is we'll make it yeah. we'll make it work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. As always, uh, this obviously hasn't been the most fun season. Um, although it's definitely been more fun, or is it funner? No, more fun. Right, more fun. Yes, more it's fun. definitely been more fun over the last couple of weeks uh, than it has been the rest of the season. Because at the beginning of the season, you're like, "Damn, all right, this sucks. We're 0 and five. We're 0 and six. This is brutal." Um, you know, at 0 and nine, 0 and ten, yeah, you're straight up. Now. You're straight up rooting for the 0 and 16 in the first overall pick, especially when there's a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence available. And we've talked about this ad nauseum, and we're not going to get into into that sort sort of thing discussion today. Uh, but it's just – I'll say this. As as someone who is a Jets fan rooting for the greater good here, and that is getting the first overall pick and hitting the reset button, not having to pay a quarterback and, you know, having – being cap flexible, uh, this is going great. This is swimmingly. Fantastic it's going swimmingly. The rookies look awesome for the most part, and we're getting L's. Can I ask – I mean, I, I – that Chargers game was as scary as it gets for someone rooting for the tank. I mean, the Chargers very no, very, no. The Patriots close. game, the Patriots game was scarier for that, sure. You think so? Oh well, because yeah. the Jets had a fourteen point lead or a ten point lead or that whatever it was. True. They were that up two true. possessions at one point. Yeah, we needed true. we needed some some magic to get that win. This one, <laughs> this one, you know, the only thing that was preventing a Jets win was the fact that it was the Chargers, and you know they blow everything. Pretty um, much, but the Chargers were not good enough or not bad enough. I guess, uh, you know, not good enough at stinking and blowing leads right. to blow. Well, they, the, they, the they came out the gates pretty hot, looking pretty bad. So yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was scary for first, like the first quarter. I mean, the Jets looked, you know, like they've always been looking this season, which is just really incompetent and mediocre. Uh, but there are certain aspects of the game that it's undeniable that there are certain players in this team that are a part of the future. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll start with this. Who are we more excited about? Are we more excited about Denzel Mims or are we more excited about Mekhi Becton? Mekhi hmm. Becton. I yeah. think just because we know, I'm not, and this isn't me saying that Mims is, you know, I think he's going to be a great player, but we know exactly what Mekhi Becton is. He was out there and he was, <laughs> he was tossing dudes around. He was bottling up uh, Joey Bosa. Like, he was doing everything that the Jets needed him to do. I mean, maybe it's just because the guy is just so big that I think it, humongous. It, it it definitely masks any like, problems he might have with uh, technique. Um, but I think there's a lot of reason to be excited about both of them. Personally, I'm more excited about Becton because Mims – we just don't know at this point where he's going to fit in overall to a future wide receiver unit with the Jets. You know, is he is he going to be good enough to be a true wide receiver one for the Jets? 
Is he just going to be, you know, the guy that he's going to be the, the number two type of deal? But I think in the interim, I think Connor Hughes said it, that if the Jets go into next season with a wide receiver unit of Mims, Crowder, Perryman to a degree. Uh, and, and somebody then, else. And somebody else, uh, like whoever that might be, whether or not they want to draft a guy or um, rely I, on a, a Barrios or a Chris Hogan. Well, they're or, probably going to go after either one of Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen right. Robinson, or Kenny Galladay, one of those three, right. and they're going to go after them heavy. Yeah. So it's a matter of it's a matter of which one of which do they are they successful in courting one of those three free agents? Right. Um, are they it's successful in securing Trevor tough. Lawrence? Right. Are they successful? And are they? Are they, it comes down to do they get the ear of any of those three guys, and can they get Trevor Lawrence? Because Trevor Lawrence will definitely be an attractive destination right. for any free right. agent wide receiver. Because I mean, listen, this kid's the real deal. I'm um, inclined to think that Juju is going to stay put in Pittsburgh. I don't know. I I I, I, I that's, mean, the that's team, the one the guy. Undefeated. The team's undefeated. Like, why does he need? Because to, they can't so, pay him. True. They have I mean, Claypool. It's, it's they have they have Claypool. Really matter, they have Clay, they have they have Washington Claypool and Deontay Johnson. I mean, True. They're a wide receiver factory. Yeah, and they know? they usually are. So right. So they have three guys that they could use to replace Juju, and they won't have to pay any of them that much. Yeah, I'm more inclined to think Galladay and Robinson are on their way out. Um, right. I think Galladay that... just because he's probably sick of playing in Detroit and. Robinson definitely because he's probably sick of playing in I, Chicago. I think my number one choice is Allen Robinson, and that's not just because I'm a biased Penn State fan. Uh, I, he's legitimately great. So, mm-hmm. and and he's his his. The, if you look at the list of quarterbacks he's had to deal with since he's gotten to college, it's Christian Hackenberg, Blake Bortles, Mitchell Trubisky, and. Nick, Nick Foles, Foles. A, a, a shell of Nick Foles. Yeah. So it's not it's not looking great for a Rob in Chicago, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the way out because um, Chicago will never find a quarterback because that's just what that franchise <laughs> is. That's hey, it's who I, they, they are. They were, they were one of the teams I said that the Jets should try to trade Sam to. To that was much to the ire of a lot of Chicago fans who just wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah. But a place they, like they Chicago, would, they would be blessed. Minnesota, They'd be like, blessed to have yeah. someone like Sam Darnold because he's gonna. And I, I'm still, I still think with the right coaching staff, Sam, it, it, you know, can still be a very good quarterback. But that's neither here nor Great. there. Um, interim trading him to a place like Chicago does nothing for Sam, especially if Allen Robinson leaves. Right. That so, doesn't do much for him. So um, overall, I mean, listen, you look at you look at a situation like the Chargers, right, where they're three and seven now. And they've lost like four games that are like heartbreakers. And you look at Justin Herbert and what he's been able to do. And it just goes to show that when you have a young quarterback, it does not matter what the record of the team is. When you have mm-hmm. weapons for that quarterback, this guy has Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Hunter Henry. And Hunter Henry. And he looks amazing. He went 37 for 49 for 366 yards and three touchdowns. He was unstoppable against the Jets on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um our guy Bryce Hall was just getting abused, yeah, um, in the passing game, which was unfortunate because I like him. Uh, but well, I mean, it's one of those things. Bryce Hall, this is what his second or third game playing for the Jets. They had to, they just oh, they yeah. came in and Lamar Jackson on Keenan Allen. Like yeah. that's that's a tall order for any cornerback, let alone a couple rookies. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, listen, this was not a game that either of us expected the Jets to win. We didn't have an episode last week because uh, the Jets were uh, on a was – it, it wasn't their bye. It was just – No, it was their bye. Oh, it was their bye? Oh, yeah, I thought they had their bye earlier for some reason. That's how, yeah. like, that's how like tuned out I am right now. Where I yeah. I completely forgot it last week with their was their buy even though that was the exact even though that was the exact reason why we didn't have an episode, right? Um, but hey, you know at least they put up like come, they came out of the buy they didn't look completely inept they looked more like right. just a team that lacked a lot of talent. Um, listen, we both know every Jets fan knows that Adam Gase is not the answer in New York. Every Jets fan knows that this team lacks a lot of talent, but circling back you know it just feels really good that you know this is a team that you can look at certain pieces at the, at this point and be like all right he's in the he's part of the future you know, right that guy's part of the future this guy's part of the future and so far the guys that i'm really excited about well first of all we had a chris herndon sighting i, co- um, I, I couldn't believe it could not he's believe like, it I, caught I a touchdown what what where the hell has he been yeah for, for <laughs> weeks that was an amazing catch. Yeah. That was the Chris Herndon we gushed over. Like I know. that was that was Chris Herndon who was Sam Darnold's guy. Where the hell has he been? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I mean, you know, I, he's definitely not one of the guys that I'm like, oh yeah, he's part of the future. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was an incredible catch. I'm, I'm watching it right now. It was an incredible catch. Uh, yeah. Fingertips. Yeah, great catch. Um, you mentioned Crowder and Perryman and Mims, the three of them, hopefully staying on. Yeah, I mean that's a given. Michael Perrine, I want to get excited about him, but yeah. like now he's on the IR with a high ankle sprain. I don't know if he has a role going forward. But there are guys like Harvey Lange, who who played great the other day. He's been playing great the last two weeks. Um, it was yeah, very interesting that Henry Anderson finally decided to uh, show up. Henry Anderson, um, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like. John that's, John Franklin that, Myers and Quinnen yeah. played great. Um, is, is Henry Anderson like the worst contract that Mike McCagnan did? Do you think? Um, no, that was Tremaine Johnson. Oh my god! Yeah, it's been so long at this point, almost that it's like, <laughs> yeah, Tremaine Johnson's the worst, but Henry Anderson's top three. But you mentioned earlier. I mean, the guy that I, I, I to answer my own question, I think I'm more excited about. Becton than I am Mims, and that's not just because Mims. I mean, it's 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 not just because I don't think Mims is not that good. I think Mims is going to be very good. It's just it's too early to tell how good he yeah. is going to be. He's only um, played for you know, he's never a played weeks. He's never played in a meaningful game in his life. Let's wait until you know he plays in a meaningful game. And yeah, I mean, he was he making like great catches. Yeah, he gets open. Like that, that one catch on the sideline. Yeah, it's it was a great Unreal. catch. Like he, he gets he, he's, he gets open. He's fast. He's big. Right. So he's a guy that you want to you know you know work your offense through um i'm just really i'm really excited about uh becton and you know he's been tested this year so far he's fa- faced some very yep. good pass rushers but this is probably the best pass rusher he's faced so far in joey bosa and he passed the test it's pretty good him and he faced <laughs> I mean, him and he held him and melvin ingram each to zero sacks no quarterback hits yeah. um there's a reason said it, like said it was the day that the chargers actually swapped Bosa to the other side. Yeah. Just to give him, just to give him a better shot at getting I mean, to the quarterback. <laughs> think about this. You don't see Baldinger, uh, Brian Baldinger doing five minute videos over anybody. Usually it's about a minute, minute 30. Just talking about a random player too. He does like full on 
like <laughs> film sessions for Mackay Beckton. He's obsessed with him. And yeah, he loves. Like a, I mean, he loves. He loves Highway Seventy Seven. Highway Seventy Seven, Mount Beckton. Just the way he said, it, it's like Mackay Beckton. Let's yeah. Like a Mackay Beckton. Yeah, like, he loves him. He's like gravelly voice. Like. Yeah, oh, it's it's great. It's absolutely great. Um, yeah, I was a huge fan of. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of of Baldinger, and it's just good to see that he's you know talking about some positive things about the Jets, and and Harvey Lange got a video. Even though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Harvey, like I was. That was the guy. He was on the um, the poster for like uh, the primetime game two weeks ago, or whatever. Harvey Lange was. Yeah, he was on a poster for something, and I, was, I remember just like tweeting at her, looking at it, being like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> and now he's had like back to back great games. He's like Harvey Lange. He's had like twenty tackles in two games. Just... <laughs> but yeah, um... I also want to shout out uh, Ashton Davis. Yeah, I think his. He's led the, led the team in tackles this week. He's led, he leads he, he ties he's leading the the league in rookies in tackles. He's tied. Yeah, fact, good. Which I didn't realize until I saw it. Well, at least it was at, he was at some point on Sunday. I don't know how it finished up. Yeah, but he's, he's a missile. He's the only thing is, and this probably plays into also the fact that you know Chargers got a good unit of receivers, but much like Jamal Adams, he struggles in coverage. I think it's just. They're gonna have to figure out a way to. Well, they need. Uh, they need a lot of things on that defense. Well, yeah, <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, yeah, I think that's that's just going to be an area that I think whatever whoever this new coaching staff is, um, that they're going to need to get him ready to do because obviously we saw that the Jets did not fix Jamal Adams' issues in coverage, as is becoming even more readily apparent in yeah. seattle so they did not fix that and i hope it's something that the coaches see that you know they work on they work with him on fixing um whoever this new coaching staff is because obviously um this coaching staff and, ain't, do, ain't doing that so. yeah and and we're gonna start talking about that soon uh we won't be talking about that this week you know still a couple of weeks left in the season but this is gonna be one of the most important off seasons for the jets in the history of the franchise um, especially, especially if they get the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence does declare, if you get a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, like we were all excited about Sam Darnold. And, you know, I, I remember when he was drafted, I was excited because I saw what he did to my Nittany Lions in that, <laughs> in that Rose Bowl. And I was like, okay, this kid's really, really good. Maybe we can do something with him. And then he comes to the NFL and he has ups and downs, but his ups were really, really promising. Trevor Lawrence is like the highest rated quarterback to come out of the draft since Andrew Luck. I think they're rating him higher. So this is, if, if he's what that is, if he's what Andrew Luck was, you know, you're going to make the playoffs right. every year. You're going to be a really, really good team, but it never, it, it, we learned a valuable lesson the last couple of years, which is that, you know, and it's not even the last couple of years. It's like the last decade. You look at yeah. the Jets have had two top 10 selection quarterbacks, you know, in the, in the first round. Mark Sanchez, Mark Sanchez, and Sam Darnold, and mm-hmm. both of them, for different different reasons, were ruined. Sam, Sam, you know, bad coaching. Sanchez, I think he came out of college too early and he wasn't I ready. I think Sanchez, I think, but, was just never that good. To right, be right, yeah. right. Um, it's a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. 
we are well aware of now, and obviously we don't have we have no say in the in, in the decision making <laughs> process here. But if you're a Jets fan, this is more so about you not wanting to get hurt again, mm-hmm. and putting your faith in the right people and thinking and thinking in the right and being in the right mindset. And that mindset needs to be that you need to do things the right way. Can't be you can't throw money at this problem. Mm-hmm. And and unless it's, you know, unless it takes money to get the right coach, but you can't just right. throw money at this problem across the board and be like, all right, problem solved. Like there's a culture issue here. And obviously it starts at the top and that's not going to be changing anytime soon for all we know um, with the Johnsons. But I know that they want to win. The Johnsons want to win. They, they're on the record. You know, they wouldn't be coming out in press conferences and, and saying how much they care about this unless they did. And and it's not just the press conferences. Anybody can say what they that they care in a press conference. It's people behind the it's people that they know that, that know them that are coming out and being like, This is killing them. And and obviously they're they're getting in their own way and that's yeah, exactly. that's that's a different discussion. Spare the crocodile tears until you actually right. work on fixing the fucking problem here. Right. So we need to see positive we need to see positive changes being made and that mean that's obviously starts with adam gase you know being let go at the end of the season which if he doesn't i mean that would be malpractice but yeah I mean, or there. Just, there's just no way <laughs> well i mean you know cleveland did it they kept hugh jackson after an 0 16 season yeah uh, but that was also his second year that's that, true so so this would I mean, be this would be his third year this would be his third um, year right yeah they're not going to and i don't think joe douglas would sign on for another year of this coach he would say get me out of here um but the jet the joe douglas like the thing the thing that we have to look forward to is that joe douglas has been doing things the right way he's been accruing he's been accruing draft picks he's been he's been making the right decisions and free and he didn't really have a a, you know a crazy free agency but he made solid decisions with the draft and you know i'm hopeful that he'll do good things with all this cap space and free agency I think that the, the word that needs to be we need to focus on here is patience. Mm-hmm. We need we need to be patient and hope that Joe Douglas can do what is right for this franchise, and that hopefully starts with a, you know, a changing of structure this offseason where he get, he reports directly to the owner, and then the you know he gets to pick the, the the coach, and the coach reports to him. Like there needs to be some sense of normalcy. There needs to be a culture change and. I don't know. I, I want to know your thoughts on it, but I, I think that it's it's pretty obvious that not only do things need to change, but they need to change in a in a drastic way because we can. Like, no one wants to hear us talk about an 0 10 team and what they did on the field. Right. Yeah, we're not here to do that with you. Right. This has been a therapy podcast for the last ten <laughs> weeks, and it'll continue to be a therapy podcast because that's what we need right now. We need people to talk us from off the ledge, and. <laughs> Listen, I do that very often as a Jets fan and as a Mets fan and as a Knicks fan and as a Penn State fan and as a Rangers fan. My football teams Oh jeez, I not even think of My that. football Penn teams State. are a combined 0 and 15. Oh man. That's right. that's we're, tough. That's we're, tough. We're staring at 0 and 24 right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. I'm glad I went I'm glad I went to a an FCS school or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll kick it over to you, but I, I just think that it could it could be worse. Mm-hmm. It could be much worse. And as long as they keep losing, which they should, based on the schedule, this team should lose out. 
and we've gone over every week, but all the Jets have left are the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Browns, the Patriots. The only way the Jets win any of these games is probably against the Dolphins if the Dolphins from last week showed up, which I don't think they will. But mm-hmm. we're hopeful. I don't think so either. We're hopeful that they that they that they they show up. Um, and we need the we need the Jaguars to win. And that that's really it. Um, because as long as the Jets get the number one pick, things are looking really good for this franchise. And I and I, I have full faith in Joe Douglas to make the right decisions, especially in the draft. It's, yeah. So far, I've been pleased with what Joe Douglas has done, especially on the draft more than anything. Um, like you said, he didn't really do too much in free agency. Like, you know, we had the opportunity, which was good. Uh, I think you and I have said it a couple of times. You don't win by just signing flashy free agents. It might get the fan base pumped up. Mm-hmm. I think we learned that plenty of times over with Mike McCagden. That's just not the way that, you know, you go about building a team. Um, so what Joe Douglas has done, aside from like, there's like a couple picks that he made, like Zuniga and James Morgan. It's just like, I don't know what, is going on there. Like James Morgan hasn't like, why would you spend a fourth round pick on a guy on a quarterback? That hasn't even suited up. Like, I don't know. Discussion yeah. for another day, I suppose. But Gase was overall, like, yeah, he's not seeing the field. He's not, he's, yeah. we don't want to put him in that situation. Yeah, okay, like, dude. What's that? Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, as far as that, I, I like you, I think I have faith in Joe Douglas to at least get the ship going in the right direction. Not like, uh, Going into next season, if they have Trevor Lawrence, if they've done the, the the right things as far as getting a wide receiver, helping shore up the other parts of the offensive line so that, you know, we don't end up with uh, another Darnold situation where we knew at the beginning, I think you and I have said on this podcast multiple times that Sam Darnold was the future and he was the franchise quarterback for the Jets. Oh, yeah. And look where we are now. You know, it's just things can happen very quickly. It's a very slippery slope at the, at the beginning where you have a quarterback who has his ups and downs and suddenly those downs become just, you know, you just can't get out of them. And that's where we are with Sam. His mechanics never got fixed. He's never, you know, got his... He just makes pro- bad decisions. That's right. just he, what it is. He never got the decision-making down properly. Um, I have to admit that I'm not the biggest college football guy on the planet, so I'm really kind of going off of what uh, guys like you tell me about um, guys like Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think I have seen enough at this point to know to buy in on it. Um, well, I mean, when you get, well, I just got a notification uh, from NFL Network. Flacco is this is from David Carr, mm-hmm. the esteemed quarterback <laughs> from the Houston Texans, David Carr. Somebody else who had tons of talent and got screwed got over by, by a terrible franchise. Mm-hmm. Flacco has outplayed Darnold. Joe Flacco's play has been better than Sam Darnold's throughout his first four Jets starts. Well, da- well, David, you ain't, you ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is that that's a bad thing for us. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's been, he's now, been like leaps and bounds better than Sam has the season. So <laughs> let me ask you this. Would you, would you spend a first round draft pick and trade for Sam Darnold? If you were the Colts or if you were the bears, no. if they have one or no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up the, if, or Joe, the Eagles. 
I know my, my friends who are Eagles fans are like, I'll do, we'll do Wentz for Darnold straight up right now. I'm like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, sir. I mean, I've heard, I've said something like that. Um, guys, I know that are Washington t- fans. They're like, we'll take Sam right now. So there are teams out there and fan bases out there that will take him. Yeah. I just don't think that any fran- any franchise is going to give a first rounder for him. If Joe Douglas works his magic and pulls off a Jamal Adams type trade where he, you know, no, you're not getting two firsts. Like, yeah. Well, no, he's not going to get two firsts. But what what I mean is like blows what our expectations were on a return out of the water. Like I think all of us thought the the Jets were going to get like a max one first round pick for Jamal, let alone you know we got two. So, and a player in return, granted, Bradley McDougal is um, good. Like, are you afraid of Jacksonville at all? As far as, like, in Overtaking us for the first pick? Because right now ESPN's yes. FPI power index, football power index, has the Jets had a 66% chance to earn the number one overall pick, with a 99.7% chance to earn a top five pick. Right. Uh, I am. I mean, I think that. It's in any given Sunday type scenario. And I, I think divisional, interdivisional games more often than not are competitive. Yeah. There are cases like, you know, Belichick and Brady at their in their absolute prime where that's never the case. Dolphins, uh, Bills, they're usually I could see Jacksonville beating the Bears. Yeah. I could see that. Is that home or away for them? That's at home. Yeah, I could see that with fans and with the fans in the stands. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, look at it this way: if Jacksonville wins a game, it's sure, over. like it, well, it's over for sure. But go ahead, you know, Jets, go out there and win a fluke game. You know, maybe we don't have to go down in disgrace as one of the zero and sixteen franchises. But at the same time, we also want to a secure Adam Gase getting fired, and b this might be the true bottoming out that this franchise needs. To a truly correct course, you yeah, know. If they uh, listen, I mean, the Jets have two first round picks, and we're rooting for a first round for a first round exit from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is there a chance that Seattle can miss the playoffs? I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I think it's know. more. I think it's more than likely that three teams from that division make the playoffs. Let's see. Let's go to standings. And no, I mean you're right. It's probably probably Seattle, the Rams, and Arizona will more than likely make it. How many teams make the playoffs? You have the first round by, and then seven seven teams um, this year. We have yeah. I mean they. I mean now they're really gonna make it. It would it would be oh man it would be. Amazing if Seattle missed. <laughs> no, they're going to get that higher draft pick, but yeah. I yeah. Mean, they um, haven't looked great the past couple weeks, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're looking pretty good. Yeah. All right. Um, I would like to say one thing. Yeah. I'd like to personally issue an apology to Quinn Williams. Yes. Let's hear it. I lost faith in him a long time ago. He has pulled the opposite of a sophomore slump and has become a very integral part of this Jets defense. And he has exceeded my expectations for him when we were coming into the season. 
Uh, I thought he was done for. I thought he was Leonard Williams 2.0. And at one point, I'm pretty sure I called him, as I think I put on Twitter on Sunday, uh, I think I called him Muhammad Wilkerson after the contract extension. And I would like to say I'm sorry to Quinnen. I think he will be a very valuable piece for us. And he's not just going to be a interior defensive lineman. I think that we learned a lot from him. He's one of the big learnings that we can take from this season that, uh, you know, he's able to get into the backfield a lot and disrupt plays. I mean, he blocked that punt on Sunday, uh, him and Henry Anderson. Yep. But <laughs> I, I mean, he played great out there. Quinnen, if you're listening, I'm sorry. And, and, you know, I am too. Cause I definitely had that worry as well. Um, but he's real. I mean, he's everything we thought that he was going to be so far. And he could be more. You know, he's only in his second year. He's super young. Um, it's it's one of the, like, like, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, he's one of those guys where he could definitely be something. He could definitely be a huge piece for this team going forward. It's just a matter of getting the right coaching going forward. Because... Listen, Greg Williams is okay. You know, um, he's all right. I uh, I just think that uh, there needs to be somebody with a little bit more discipline teaching the, yes. the young guys. Uh, uh, I mean, all you have to look at is <laughs> the number well, of, all, roughing the of roughing the passer penalties or the number of holding penalties. Is the roughing the passer penalties? I think they're, the Jets have double the like the next team. I think they have like eleven now. Yeah, I don't know where to look that up, but that's definitely something I, I think saw. Like, that next team has like five or six. Yeah, but that Nathan, Sh- <laughs> what the hell was that Nathan Shepard one? <laughs> Justin Herbert slot like slid. That's coaching. Yeah, he got up and Shepard like just like ran into him. Like, what, yeah, what the hell was that? Not like, great, Bob. Not great. Not great. Not so, great. He's just another one of the uh, people that I'm very excited to just. Show the door, along with Adam Gase and Dahl Loggins. And yeah, I think by the way, changing, su- changing the subject real quick, but I think Sam Sam Ficken's tenure with the Jets is probably going to be over. Another Penn State uh, player. Yeah. Wayside. Yeah. The- you know, he missed two uh, you know point after attempts, and now he's on the IR. And we got we got Sergio Castillo, that beast. I mean, he's he's great. I love Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, on Sunday, he'll probably miss, like, two extra points. But, like, you know, whatever. And, you know. Can you do quick math in your head? Because I'm not good at math. I am. I work in media. I'm terrible at math. <laughs> Why? What are you trying to calculate? So, the Jets scored 55 points over their last two games. And before that, it <laughs> they didn't score that many in... Their previous four games before that, they had a 28-pointer, but they offensively they scored one touchdown that game. So 7, 10, 17, 19, um, plus another 7. Eight, yeah, like eight games it took them to score that many. <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven or eight games. And they put up that much together combined because Joe I mean, Flacco. Joe, Joe Flacco, he, he can still cook. He can still do cool, what he needs to do. Cool, cool Joe. Joe. Cool, cool Joe. Joe. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, granted, we went out there. We had, we had some fun. It was 
very first pass of that game on Sunday was a pick six. Like we 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 had a good chuckle at that, but I mean he could still. He, he throws the fun. hey, you know, he throws the interception when you need it to when you need him to the most. Right, exactly. Like he so. could go out, he could start for Washington, he could start for Chicago, he could start for Philly. I would say. I mean, Carson Wentz, his time has come and gone. I think, and I mean, granted, granted, his rookie year, but people are already saying that that's going that they're afraid that that's going to happen to Joe Burrow. Now that they have like some like you know that similar type of injury that they're already like afraid that this is what's going to happen to Carson, that the Carson Wentz thing is going to happen to him now. I was like, all right, let's, let's pump the brakes. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Joe Burrow's played in what, like 10 games. <laughs> I, I hope that Joe will be, is going to be okay. That was, oh, that was a terrible injury. That was so brutal, man. ACL, MCL, would they say ligament damage too? Jeez. Not great. About, about as bad as it gets. And red zone loves to do that. They literally yeah, they're like, this is the only one we have, so we're going to show it yeah. to you guys so over and over again. Over and over. And then Scott Hansen, God bless him. He's just like, yeah, look away, look away if you're uh... – <laughs> but we're still going yeah. to narrate it as best as we can. Oh, my God. Are you ready for more Frank Gore? <sighs> I lo- I, let me just say, I love Frank. I love Frank Gore. He's a great player. Still is a pretty good player. I just don't want to see him getting the ball. Now it doesn't matter because the Michael P. Ryan is done yeah. for the year. So it's who I mean, him so and I don't Ty really, Johnson. Him and Ty Johnson, you know. Hey, and you know what? I will say, good for Frank for getting a touch his first touchdown of the season on the same weekend that his son did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Son son got like a fifty yard touchdown. So good for him on that. Like this being his also incredible, by the way, this is this was his first touchdown of the season. I know. Given the amount of volume that Frank Gore gets, but that just truly goes to show how bad that the Jets are. So, <laughs> my final question to you is: Are we worried at all about Sunday? I don't know. I, I just because you I, get past the Dolphins and you're playing teams that are above 500 the rest of the way, outside the Patriots, who will who the Jets will lose to because they always find a way to lose to the Patriots. And it's, and it's in New England, so you, you don't got have to worry. Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns. I mean, that's as favorable of a stretch of games for a team that yep. wants to lose as you can get. Yep. But also, and, I'm, I, I also Cleveland. They're seven and three. I know, but Cleveland's going to destroy the. I mean, Nick Chubb is going to have a day. I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about teams that I'm afraid of, like possibly choking at the wrong time. I uh, think that all these teams are going to beat them, but Miami is also kind of an uncertainty too because you know, Jets are home, uh, not that home. But those and away are both, but the two teams, year, but both the, the the Dolphins and the Browns are you know surprisingly surprising enough. You know they're they're right. very well coached. Right, Stefanski has been really really good. Brian, um, Flores. Brian yep. Flores has been really really good. So yeah. I'm not worried about them at all. I'm not I, I'm not worried about any of these games to be honest. Right. I think the Jets are going to lose out. It's going to be the worst season in franchise history. Adam Gase will be gone. Christopher Johnson and Woody Johnson will be mortified. They'll be embarrassed beyond belief. The, the, the laughing stock of, of New York. And things will change for the better. That's, we hope. That's, that's my hope. Knowing our luck, they're going to hire Jim Harbaugh to be the head coach. All right, let's not. I don't, need, I don't need this right now. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add today, my friend? Um, apologize to Quinnen. Uh, we Check. talked a little bit. We gushed over the rookies. Check. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, the rookies are the only thing worth talking about for the rest of the season. 
Uh, I don't want Sam Darnold playing the rest of the season. He's practicing this week, probably tomorrow a little bit. I don't want him to play. Other than that, that's all I got for you guys. Yeah. All right. If you want to find this podcast, you can do so. We got some new locations for you right now. All right. We got, obviously, we're on SoundCloud. Then we are also on Spotify, Amazon Radio, and iHeartRadio. I'm not sure if we're on Apple Music right now or Stitcher or Google Play. We're working on that. Uh, but as for now, iHeart, Amazon, and Spotify, you can listen to us, as well as SoundCloud. So, mm-hmm. Anything else? Any last words? Go Dolphins. Go Dolphins. <laughs> go Fins go. Fins right. up. Fins up. Fins up, baby. <laughs> Till next week. Peace.